Hello, you're listening to audio from First Church Butler. If you'd like to check out more resources, please visit butlerfumc.com and connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at First Church Butler. So it is good to be with you, whether you are in this space, whether you are watching online, it is good to be here on Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, brothers and sisters. Brothers, I guess I should say. Right? Good to be here. I can tell you that I have received some feedback from what we talked about last week. This business of decluttering our lives. Making space in this space called our life. For the Holy Spirit. Let me share some of the feedback that has come to me this week. One person said to me, This is really hard. This decluttering. Another person said, I don't really know what to declutter from my life. Someone said, I can't decide what I need and what I want and what's the difference between those two. This is my favorite. Someone said, I tried to get rid of a couple things, but she said no. That's that's my favorite. Another person said, there's just so much. I just don't know where to start. I get it. I spent some time this week trying to declutter my own life, trying to find those four things. Remember, we talked last week a little bit about trying to find four things in your life that you could do with less of, four things that maybe aren't as important to you as they used to be. Four things that maybe you don't use as much as you used to, that maybe you could kind of remove from your life to make four doorways that we're going to be talking about in the coming weeks for the Holy Spirit to, to find more space in your life. I've been trying to work on that this week, and I can tell you that it's not near as easy as I thought it would be when this series started to come together came across a scripture verse this week that has kind of resonated with me. Maybe it will resonate with you as well. God made us plain and simple, but we have made ourselves very complicated. (laughs) Does that resonate with you? The Hebrew for plain and simple means straightforward and easy to understand. So the actual Hebrew would say, God made us straightforward and easy to understand, but we have made ourselves very complicated. Yeah. I mentioned last week that we're going to be using a little book from Chuck Swindoll to help us understand how to make some space within our lives for the Holy Spirit to engage us in a a deeper way, a book called Intimacy with the Almighty. I'd like to share just a, a couple of things that Chuck Swindoll says about this business of decluttering our lives, of, of making some additional space for the Holy Spirit to connect with our lives. And I want to talk specifically Uh, about some of what he says about trying to make our lives simpler. That's the first doorway to making 
more space for the Holy Spirit in our lives. Trying to find a way to a simpler life. So see if some of what Chuck says might resonate with you this morning. He says, everything around us works against ordering and simplifying our lives. Everything. Ours is a cluttered, complicated world. God didn't create it that way. Depraved, restless humanity has made it that way. Yeah? Here's another one. Advertisements have one major goal to make us discontented and woefully dissatisfied with who we are and what we have. Why? So we will acquire what they offer. And acquire we do. The watchword of our consumptive society is very loud and assertive. More. Enough is never enough. Yeah. One more. Not only do we acquire, we keep. We accumulate. Furthermore, we don't simply compete. We are driven to win, always win. And not only do we want more, we must spend more time maintaining those things. Staying ahead of that maddening pace leaves us strained, fretful, and breathless. Does that resonate at all? And I want to remind you that Chuck wrote those words 26 years ago. Would you say that they are more or less true today? Huh. So I want to bring the words that Chuck wrote alongside the words from Philippians that Bev read for us just a minute ago. Paul was most certainly in prison when he wrote Philippians. Scholars disagree about where. He may have been in prison in Rome. He may have been in prison in Ephesus. They're not sure where. One thing we are sure of is the Philippian church was not an overly wealthy church. It was a church that struggled financially. But the church managed to, to gather a small financial gift to help Paul wherever he was in prison. And they sent that gift to Paul through a friend of Paul's and also a friend of the Philippian church, a guy by the name of Epaphroditus. So Paul receives this gift from Epaphroditus on behalf of the Philippian church, and he expresses gratitude for it. Did you catch that? He says, I rejoiced greatly that now at last you've renewed your care for me. You were, in fact, concerned about me, but you lacked the opportunity to show it. That comes back to the fact that they were a poor church and, and struggled to gather the gift that they had given. So he says, thank you. Thank you for the gift that you've given to me. But now watch what he says next. I don't say this out of need. I'm not saying thank you because I needed you because I was desperate for you to give me this gift, because I've learned how to be content in whatever circumstances I am in. The word content in Greek means to be satisfied. In our English dictionary, 
The word content means to be in a state of peaceful rest, a state of peaceful satisfaction. Think with me for a minute about a dog that has just finished his or her meal and goes into the living room and flops on his or her back with his or her legs just stretched out into the air. Got that picture? <laughs> That's content, right? That's what the English word means. Paul says, I've learned how to be content. I'm grateful for the gift that you sent, but I want you to understand, I didn't need it. Because the source of my contentment comes from someplace else. I've been in want, and I've had plenty. And whether I'm in want or whether I've had plenty, the source of my contentment, he says, and then there's verse 13, I'm able to do all things through him who gives me strength. Now, if you were to take the Greek for that 13th verse and just kind of throw it up onto the screen, kind of rendered in English, basically right from the Greek, it would read something like this. For I am in full strength and health and vigor when I'm in the one who fills me with power and makes me strong. Got the image? Paul says, I, I'm content because I am in full strength and health and vigor when my life is in the one who makes me, who fills me with power and makes me strong. See, for Paul, contentment has nothing at all to do with stuff. When you're in prison, how much stuff do you have? Not much. For Paul, the source of his contentment is being connected to Jesus Christ. Paul says, when I am connected to Jesus Christ, I've got all that I need. Jesus Christ has provided for me again and again and again. When I have been in times of plenty in my life, it's because Jesus Christ has provided for me. When I have been in times of need in my life, Jesus Christ has provided for me again and again and again. Sometimes it has been through the provisions of the people in the church that have sent gifts like you have sent, he says, to the Philippians. But it is not about the gift. It is about Jesus Christ who provides for me again and again and again. For Paul, simple living is about being connected to Jesus Christ. Very simple. Maybe another word from, from Chuck will help us. Chuck says this, those who determine to simplify their lives quickly discover it is a rigorous voyage against the wind. Amen? And then he quotes a, a poet, Ella Wheeler Wilcox. I've shared a little of this with you before. One ship drives east and another drives west with the self-saved winds that blow. Tis the set of the sails and not the gales which tell us the way to go. Get that image? One ship drives east and another drives west with the self-same winds that blow. Tis the set of the sails and not the gales which tell us the way to go. For Paul, he, the direction he sets his sails always is staying connected to Jesus Christ, nurturing that connection, prioritizing that connection, 
living out of that connection, watching that connection bear fruit in his life. And every time it bears fruit in his life, he trusts that connection even more. For Paul, the simple life is grounded in making sure his sails are set firmly in the direction of staying connected to Jesus Christ. That's the simple life for Paul. Now the challenge for you and for me is that society would suggest to us that we ought to change the direction of our sails with every new little wisp of wind that would blow into our lives. Are you with me? Society would suggest to us that every time a new little wisp of wind would blow, we ought to change the direction of our sails. What do you mean, Pastor? Well, check this out. You know what? You need this newest pair of tennis shoes. Why? Because it'll make you run faster. Come on. You need them. All those other $500 pair of shoes that you've worn, they're not like these. You need these ones. They'll make you run fast. That's what society suggests to you and to me. You'll lose weight if you follow this plan. All of those other plans that you've tried, they're not this plan. You need to try this plan. This plan will help you. The flower from this weed that we found out in this particular meadow, this is the solution to all of the ills that plague your life. You need to buy this one because this is the one that's going to cure everything that is wrong with you. This electric car. This electric car, this is the one that will tell you that you have arrived. You need this one. It's this phone. This phone. It doesn't matter that you just upgraded two years ago and the one that you have is still working fine. It's this phone that you need. This one will be Everything that you need to stay connected. I kid you not, when I was typing that sentence on Friday afternoon, my keyboard is here, my phone is sitting right above the keyboard on my desk. I was typing that sentence, and a text message came onto my telephone. Here's what the text message said. While I'm typing that sentence, the text message said, Stay connected with those who matter most. For a limited time, get a 5G phone free with each new line you add, plus get two lines for the price of one. (laughs) While I'm typing that line. Are you with me? Society would suggest. Paul says, Paul says, Keep your sails set towards staying connected to Jesus. That's where the simple life is. Society would say, with every little wisp of wind that comes, you need to change the direction of your sails. Write the check. Enter your password. Swipe your credit card. And contentment is on its way. 
Can I ask you a question? How's that work for you? You see what happens is that every time we do that, the path of our journey ends up crossing back on itself more and more and more and we accumulate more and more stuff that we have to manage, that we have to store, and contentment still eludes us. See, this process of decluttering our lives, the process of striving for more simplicity in our lives, pushes us to think about contentment. It pushes us to think about, do I really need all of the stuff that I have? Am I relying on stuff to make me happy in my life? Am I relying on stuff to bring me contentment? Am I trusting in stuff? Less leads us to think about contentment. And Paul says, Paul says contentment opens the door for the Holy Spirit to reveal something fundamental about our lives. We can trust the Spirit to provide what we need. We don't really need the stuff that society suggests that we need to live and be satisfied in this world. God will provide the things that we need as we keep the door open to Him, as we rest in Him, as we trust Him, as we keep the sails of our lives set in the direction of being connected to Him. Now, of course, the question is, how do we do that? In this crazy world that's always offering us a new wisp of, of wind to, to get us to change the direction of our sails, how do we do that? How do we keep our, our sails set in the direction of being connected to Christ? I think Paul gives us a little clue as to how. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Sounds simple enough, right? Can I ask you how easy is that? How many of you found that easy in your life? It's not, is it? Because the wisp of wind that suggests that we direct, redirect our sails is cunning. It's tempting. You add this to your life and everything is going to change. The expert on the Today Show that says, you know what, if you just replace this in your life with this, everything's going to be great. Right? But Paul says, you know what? There's something about taking a moment and giving thanks for what you have in your life that puts a stop to the whole business of needing to add When you and I take a minute, every time we are tempted to add more, when we take a minute and stop and say thanks to God for the things that we have in our life, that allows us to, to, to stop and realize maybe I don't need more. 
Maybe God has already blessed me with abundance. Let me give you this example. Next month, <laughs> I'm going to turn 60 years old. 60 years. When did that happen? Kevin, when did that happen? Thank you for that. I'm not 60 years old up here. I'm barely 18. Well, I'm not 60. I'm 60 back here sometimes. But I'm not 60 up here. I was thinking about that the other day. I was thinking, what do I want for my 60th birthday? And I was thinking about that, and I turned to Betsy, and I said, you know, I don't, I don't need anything. I don't. Chuck Brink, I have enough shirts that I could not wear the same one all the way to Labor Day. I, 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 I don't need any more shirts. I don't. And I said to Betsy, you know what I want for my 60th birthday? I want to see my children. I want to see my grandchildren. And I want an apple pie. <laughs> you get it? When you take a minute and you stop and you think about all of the stuff that's already in your life, then you become aware that, you know what, I really don't need anything else. I don't need a bunch more stuff. So maybe this week, when, when, when that little wisp of wind from somewhere suggests that you need to redirect the sail of your life and add something more, maybe you need to, maybe you can just stop and take a minute and say thanks. Just give thanks. Review all of the ways that God has blessed you in your life. Maybe that will be a way for you to put a halt to adding more. And then, watch this, you're going to be on the road to a simpler life. The door to a simpler life is going to be open in your life. And the Holy Spirit is going to have space to pour into your life. So let me, let me give you an exercise. Are you ready? Here's an exercise this week for you to try. Ready? Say no to more stuff. Say yes to more trust. This week, say no to more stuff. Say yes to more trust. Where do you need to put that in your life this week? Think about that. Where might you need to put that this week in your life? Maybe you need to write that on a piece of paper and put it in your checkbook this week. Oh, I must have hit a nerve because you're quiet. Okay, if I've gone there, I'll go someplace else. Maybe you need to take the piece of paper that you wrote that on and wrap it around your debit card. Maybe you need to wrap it around your credit card. Maybe you need to post it on your computer screen every time you're tempted to log on to Amazon. Maybe you need to take a picture of that and put it on your phone somewhere. 
Say no to more stuff. Say yes to more trust. As the doorway to a simpler life. A life that has its sails set firmly toward trusting and being connected to Jesus Christ as all that you need in your life. Amen? Amen. Tis the set of the sails and not the gales which tell us the way to go.